school. It's the last day of school. It's the last day, last day, last day, last day, last day of school. In your face, school. In your face, school. <laughs> this is Parenting is a Joke. We'll be back with our episode after this cavalcade of ads. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It used to be chill, it's all up in smoke, I think it's still fun, parenting's a joke, I was cool, oh yeah, now it's hard to be cool, oh yeah. Hello everybody, welcome to Parenting is a Joke, I'm the summer version of Ophira Eisenberg, and on this show I talk to creative people comedy people about their work, their career, and what it is like to do that with kids in the mix. Yeah. Always exploring how the fuck are we all doing it. And in today's episode, I talk to writer Alexandra Petri about her new book, Alexandra Petri's U.S. History, Important Documents I Made Up, (laughs) and how her one-year-old reacted when she finally returned from book tour. And I like got there in the morning and I'm like expecting a big like mama, mama full fanfare. And instead she was just like, I've been well cared for. <laughs> you, How are you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good to be seeing you. It's a joy. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll care sooner or later, right? This week, a fan of the podcast reached out to me on Twitter. Now she said her kids are fully grown. So I asked her for some quick impressions of parenting that maybe I could use in the future. And here's what she wrote. And yes, I got her permission to share. She wrote, number one, teenagers really do stink. I think that's both emotionally and on a scent level. Two, sports are overrated if you want a life. Let them choose one. And then they added, uh, swimming means no stinky athletic shoes around. There's a lot of smell advice wrapped into these three. And no one else knows what they're doing either. You know what? You need to hear that over and over and over. And then you need to remember it. You need to paste it on a 
post-it on your mirror. You need to embroider it on a pillow and definitely retweet. (whistles) Hey, happy Independence Day, everybody in America. July 4th. Guess what? July 1st. Do you know what that is? Canada Day. They're so close together. What's the difference? Good question. On Canada Day, we celebrate Canada coming together to form Canada. On Independence Day, America celebrates separating. It's a grand metaphor all through that. What did I do on Canada Day? Thank you also for asking, dear listeners. I got together with a bunch of Canadians who have moved to America, and we reminisced about maple syrup, moose wandering the streets, and health care. Just kidding. We got drunk. Here we are in the sweet spot of summer. You know what I'm talking about. Right in the middle of, I can't believe it's summer. And I can't believe summer's almost over. But the complaints have not started yet about the heat. They're coming. And soon the conversation in the city starts to focus on the smells of the trash and how the kids need water shoes just to go to the sprinkler in the playground. But then outside the city, you know what those conversations are about. Ticks. That's it. Just ticks. Just how ticks. Why ticks. Deer ticks. Dog ticks. How many have you pulled off your kid? Ticks. Look at that huge tick. Ticks, ticks, ticks. So fun. I even read a magazine that the front page was like all about ticks. It's like, wow. Summer living. So enjoy it, everybody. Oh, and the ice cream stores are booming. So I have ice cream stores in my neighborhood that are seasonal. They just open up like now. And uh, the ice cream trucks this year have added a dollar to everything that they're selling. And across the board, doesn't matter if you're having a dipped cone or a creamsicle, it is all $5. I yell at them and tell them it's 4 and they just stare at me and say 5 They are not going with the, I get it, it's ridiculous, here's a buck back. But then there are two actual ice cream stores near me. And I'm like, if we're spending 5 bucks, just go to the actual ice cream store. Problem is... Brooklyn, the ice cream store closest to me. Is it an ice cream store? No, my friends. It is an artisanal ice cream shop, two peas with an E. And do you know what an artisanal ice cream shop, two peas with an E is? I'll tell you. That is a place, an establishment that has figured out how to take the joy out of ice cream. They worked on it. And they succeeded. Yeah, because when you go into the artisanal ice cream shop, two peas in a knee, there are no children in it. No. And if they are, they are crying. You know why? Because there's nothing there for them. Okay? All the flavors are like lavender and sage and leather and tobacco. You know, nothing a child would enjoy. I went in there. There was a mother with a child crying. The child was crying. And the mother's trying to soothe the child. She's going, no, sweetie, no, baby, they don't have chocolate. Okay? But look what they do have. They have... um. Johnny Walker Double Black, do you want that? And the kid's like, I like IPAs, you know, because they're advanced. So whether your July 4th contains Johnny Walker Double Black or Johnny Walker Double Black ice cream, you are going to enjoy this episode because guess what? You're going to learn a little history so you have something smart to talk about at whatever lakeside cookout, if you're lucky, barbecue, or I don't know, coffee shop you find yourself at this week. Our guest is not only a humor writer and a satirist, but she's a regular columnist for the Washington Post, one of the smartest people I've ever met, and she just had a baby. You know, so it's not just dummies like me that reproduce, it's smart people too. I'll be talking to Alexandra Petrite right after the break. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining me in studio, and actually she wheelie bagged in, so I got her on her way through New York, back to Washington, D.C. She is a uh, columnist for the Washington Post and also just writes tons of satire, McSweeney's, New Yorker shouts and murmurs, uh, actually was called the funniest person in Washington. I'm not sure how low the bar is on that, but I still think it is high accolades. <laughs> and she's the author of four books, including the most recent, Alexandra Petri's U.S. History, Important American Documents I Made Up. It is 
Alexandra Petri. Hi. Hi. <laughs> nice Yay. to see you. Likewise. I know we've been like chatting about when you're in New York for a while because you live in D.C. Yes. And also you have... I believe a tiny child. A I've very lost tiny child. Track. Yeah, she's okay. 15 months going on 16 months. Uh, <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, waiting for life to start, etc. Uh, but 15 months. Yeah. Okay. And and Emma, is that Emma. what you said? Yeah. Emma. Okay. So right now, as you do a jaunt to New York to hang out for a publisher party. Yeah. What's going on at home? My husband, my in-laws. And our nanny are like oh, holding so... the fort down. <laughs> so you have three tiers. I have three tiers. Yeah, there's a series of fail safes going right now, which is good. So hopefully someone has the child in this like large uh, cavalcade of of people. Does it make you nervous, or have you left a few times already? So I left for a book tour, which was like oh my. God. That was the first, like, oh, I'm away for three days, but who will wake up with a baby? And I like I, when I came back from book tour, the first time I'm like, I'm going to make certain, like, in between Seattle and Boston, I'm going to come home because the baby will desire me. And I, like, got there in the morning, and I'm, like, expecting a big, like, mama, mama, like, yeah. you know, like, full fanfare. And instead she was just like, I've been well cared for. I don't feel <laughs> like. <laughs> you... Oh, you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good to be seeing you. I left to um, just start back working and at night and traveling, I like pretty early too, yeah. just because there was no choice. Yeah, no. It was just how the projects laid out. Yeah. The book and the baby came out at roughly the same time. And so it was a lot of like, people are like, oh, like, a book is like a baby. I'm like, well, no, but the book I had to work on in order to finish it. Whereas the baby, like, once started, pretty much proceeded. <laughs> Uh, directly, like I just all that happened was time passed, and I ate a lot of you know folic acid. Right, or, you, right. You had to take care of yourself, but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the work part. Right, yet. I didn't have to like sit down and be like, if I don't write six pages today, no Emma. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so was that a ticking clock on your deadline that you were like, we have to, you know, there's a due date and a yeah, deadline. Exactly. And... There were two due dates, yeah. And I was also like, you know, like this is my baby, and I'm not the world's most punctual person. I like used to have my own <laughs> my own time zone, like my friends would be like an hour before the event that's when we're going to tell you the event's happening because I was consistently late enough for that to be you know oh yeah okay I know you yeah so um I've become a lot more punctual but at the time I was like she like 40 weeks is probably more of a guideline like she'll be like 41 weeks so I've got time and my editor who like also has kids was like you should finish the book before the baby arrives just it's a best practice and like during parental leave you're going to be parenting uh i was i was always like parenting but like no <laughs> they really get you with these they words really like they turn you. around the pronunciation but you're going to be parenting and so you got to not uh have not finished the book and so i'm like no but like it's a guideline like she probably won't show up and so then like I'm going into labor, and I'm like, I got a few more pages to go on this. Let's just let's just wait. How far apart are these contractions? Like, not, they're, they're far enough apart that we can wait a few more hours. But finally, my husband's like, we should go to the hospital. But I'm like, I'm I'm still typing. Are you serious um, that you were like? I was not a, like hyperbole here. Like he like he's like, I'm gonna go to sleep, and I'm like, well, while I'm awake waiting for the contractions to get closer, I'll just I'll just really quickly oh, finish this chapter. My so, yeah, God. But I did have to do a little work on parental leave, but mostly it was done. Well, in the beginning, as I remember, although harrowing on one level because it is such a it was a brand new thing to me and I didn't know what I was doing. But because technically newborns and that was the case with my kid sleep a lot. Yeah. My friend kept saying, oh, you're in the handbag phase because it's <laughs> yeah, sort you can of just sort of 
yeah. transport. Yeah. Like you no, had to accomplish something yeah, during it was, that time. It was very like sort of like the Cylons are attacking type thing where like the clock keeps resetting. <laughs> it was like, okay, we got four hours. The baby's like, and in four hours she's going to want to eat again. But during these four hours, we can quickly like make our jumps and do our Battlestar thing. And then once you get to, like, used to like reconfiguring your schedule, of course the baby changes the schedule. Right. So like suddenly like she just slept through the night one night. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But will you ever do it again? Was this a weird fluke? And then she just kept doing it. Touch wood. Which was... You didn't have to do anything? She just did it. Like Amazing. Yeah. No, that is, so, that's a great baby, as they will say. That's a great baby. It's a great baby. Yeah. No, that's what, but my, my father-in-law's always been like, you got a great baby there. <laughs> it's, it's really sweet. <laughs> you know, did you always want to have kids? Yeah. So I was an only child, and I love being an only child. I was very much... Like, my parents would be like, do you want a little sister, a little brother? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah. I would be like... No, thank you. <laughs> I'm fine with my books here. <laughs> I wish to be left in contemplation. <laughs> um, but no, so I like definitely wanted kids, but I was also like, it was sort of like at the very tail end of the sort of lockdown y phase of the pandemic. And yeah. Steve was like, well, like, we can't leave the house. Maybe we should just, you know, pull the trigger and try to have a kid. And I was like, but I want to go back out and like see the world in, in a world seeing way. As opposed to like the, oh, we're in the house doing puzzles every week and then we'll never get to go out to a bar again. Right. And, and then we that's have it. Baby. Movies are over. So I'm like, I just want to see like one movie and then we can do this. And which I think is basically what happened. So yeah, we like emerged slightly and then we're like, okay, time to So you were, you were in, in your mind, am I right in saying that you were thinking about doing it, but you're just waiting for quote unquote the right time? Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, there's never a right time. There's like, never a right time. There's never friend, a wrong time. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah, exactly. Both there's times. Just times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you just mentioned you're an only child. Of course, I know my child is going to be an only child. But do you think about your family? Do you want, do you think? I'd of, like to have another one. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed having a baby. Uh, I mean, with the caveat that like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> but right. Yeah, like, Life is different. Like enjoyed is like slightly too cheery and also too small a word for cuz it's like yeah you're you're like covered in weird substances like I kept being like the baby's going to be sticky. I'm really nervous about how sticky the baby's going to be. And no, slimy. She's slimy, slimy. not sticky. Yeah. yeah, drippy. Yeah. She's becoming stickier now as she's able to grab things more, but she's like slimy was what I was trying to say. Yep. And she is just as slimy as advertised, but but she's lovely. Yeah, yes. it's fun. Yeah. That's going on 15 months. Yeah. Specific to you. You are someone, you know, of course you're working in comedy and humor, but you're also basing that on um, satire, which is basically looking at current events, current cultural trends, what's going on in the world, and turning that on its head. However, that is becoming more challenging as satire yeah. and reality meet. <laughs> no, it's it's very much like a oh boy, I have to stare at the news every day for my job. And right. so, but it's, and it's also like, I feel like a lot of millennials are like, should we even be having children like in such an era? Uh, which I feel like is sort of a perennial thing though. Like there, yes. somebody was tweeting, like, I just have to remember that like during the decline of the Roman empire, people had long fulfilling lives. And I'm like, yeah, well, I this guess. Is, so, you know, I, for years did say things like, well, it, it would be ir irresponsible to bring a child into the mix because population, overpopulation, blah, 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 all those things, strain on resources. And then I changed my mind and I was kind of like, eh, what's one more? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe this kid will solve stuff. No, exactly. I feel like it's it's sort of a gesture of hope is, is how I'm choosing to look at it. And also, it's just like a part of the human experience that I was always interested in getting to, you know, check off on my like list of like the things we have to do while we're in this theme park. Like, yeah. <laughs> if we don't go to the like station where you sit in like an old timey booth and get your likeness made so you're in the old west, like it's really going to be a bummer of a day. That was sort of how I felt about having a child. I think it would be neat. I would like for that to happen. No, there's some phase I'm like, I'm not really looking forward to this phase, but you know, I guess it's part of the ride. It's part so, of the ride. Yeah. Right now, she like can't really understand. I'm doing full explanation and she's giving me like, I heard the word outside. I heard the word dog. Like, it's very much like when sure. you're talking to a dog and you say ball, the dog's like, I understood that. <laughs> that's my and favorite. that's the only thing I understood. But it's a lot of me being like, because like we have a vendetta against owls and we're trying to poison the environment. You know a vendetta? That's when, like, you're really mad at the owls but, like, have been for generations. You know, like, in the in the Godfather, she, like, doesn't know any of my references. She's just, like, sitting there. She's like, I am... 15 months old. I have not seen The Godfather. That would take like a fraction of my life that would be unconscionable. Yeah, not ready. Not ready. Although potentially by the time she watches The Godfather, she'll be like, huh. That's true. Yeah. No, it's one of those things like I still haven't seen Citizen Kane, but I'm told that like I've already had the experience of seeing Citizen Kane. I have a lot of gaps in my uh, movie pop culture. And let me tell you, sometimes I have no problem talking about it because I've been so immersed to the conversation about these things. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't see Heathers until about three years ago. Oh, man. But I was like, yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, no, you knew it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so your parents, very impressive. I just wonder about what your childhood was like. Your dad, Wisconsin congressman, your mother, executive at a nonprofit, I assume doing good things for the world. I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, was there, like, any pressure on you academically, achievement-wise? Was it a very... Were your parents pushing you to go any direction? I think, like, it was more sort of they were just, like, big nerds. My go-to joke about my mom is she's a huge history buff, but especially like a George Washington buff. My go-to joke about her is like if you came to our house and you you looked around and like you had just heard that George Washington had been murdered, you'd be like, oh, this woman did it. Because like there's just so, just pictures of him everywhere, like on the plates, like there's fans with his really? face on them, just like all over the place. And so she was just like obsessed with it. Every Christmas or what felt like every Christmas, it might have been like every other Christmas. I don't want to misrepresent the number of Christmases, but uh, we would watch this like made-for-TV miniseries starring Barry Bostwick of Rocky Horror Picture Show fame as George Washington at every stage of his life. It was like multiple hours long. And it was just like, what if George Washington was like like the most 80s of anything that's ever happened? It was like Jacqueline Smith as like his love affair. Charlie's Angels, Jacqueline Smith? Yeah, No, it was wild. Like Patty Duke is Martha Washington. Yeah, in the miniseries, he's responsible for the French and Indian War. Like that's all George Washington, even though it's like an offshoot of the Seven Years' War in Europe. It's like totally doesn't make any sense. He didn't start it. But whatever. In in the miniseries, he started it. And every year we would watch it and he'd be like, isn't this wonderful? And so I'm just like, I think I just sort of grew up being like, this is a normal household. Like, we're everyone is like this level of obsessed with like things from the past. Like, every like Fourth of July, we would pick a historical figure to like be at dinner. <laughs> and so, oh my God, like, I love your family. One year I was John Adams. My mom was always George Washington. My dad, I think he was Ben Franklin. Your that mother year. was always George Washington. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, check If it out. ain't broke. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, then one year I was like, I'm going to be Oscar Wilde this year. And my folks were like, oh, 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 no. <laughs> She's a teenager. She's rebelling. <laughs> She's participating in the tradition. But like, yeah, is this the spirit of the thing? Avenue, yeah. and I, we don't like this creativity. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I feel like in that sense, they were just like, sort of like the nerd levels in the household were very high. And so I became 
a big nerd or just was the big nerd that I always was. But it wasn't just like, why are you taking your standardized tests? Take more standardized tests. It right. was more like, we just really enjoy geeking out about stuff. Um, did you do a lot of other extracurricular stuff growing I up? I did a lot of sports, but I was bad at it. Like on, <laughs> I was on the volleyball team and I was like this co-captain and I spent most of the season on the bench like cheering and I'd be like, the score is like 15-17. Yeah, uh, that's the year of they did something in England. Um, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, fifth, what happened in fifteen seventeen? Was that the ninety five thesis? It was something happened, something exciting. Let's say it was the ninety five thesis. Sure, I can't, I can't tell you one way or the other right now. Yeah. So If anyone writes in, listening to yeah. this, I would be so pleased. Uh, but you're in D.C., so I'm just thinking too that your, you know, your parents, your dad specifically working in government. Do you ever remember kind of you being curious about any global stuff that wasn't great, national stuff that wasn't great, and having your parents talk to you about what was going on. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we would have like first like debate club at school or something. They'd be like, discuss this subject. I'd be like, hey, dad, what do you think about it? Like on the way over to like debate club. And he'd be like, well, here's one possible set of arguments. And here's another possible set of arguments. And oh, I'd be like, nice. oh, this is interesting. Yeah. So like 9-11 happened. Yeah. Um, and my dad like picked me up from school and he's like, well, if the world's ending, we might as well have lunch. And we just went and had a nice lunch. Right. Like both of us got into the feels that we got into because we believe that like you can make things better somehow by doing what you do about them. Well, it's basically an expression of survival and humanity almost. Yeah. Right. Because it's like it requires this slight step away while still being aware of it to satirize or make humor or do any of this. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. And I feel like also just the number of things we got to see as a part of his job were super cool. And I was like, oh, I, I want to do a profession where you can just go to a farm and like meet the people who export all the bull semen or whatever it is. Like, this is so oh, yeah. cool. Like, this is, <laughs> this is fascinating. Like, or just getting to go to parades and be like, we're in a parade behind the, behind the horses because that's where they always put the politicians is behind that's the right. horses. I never thought about that before. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's just talk about the the myth of the working mom, able to do it all, still get some self-care in. I just imagine, you know, you're writing constantly for The Post. You've published four books. I'm sure you have another one in you, at least. (laughs) And then there's other pieces that you write. What was your writing schedule like? pre-parenthood. So pre-parenthood, I would spend so much time just sort of like flailing around. Like the sheer amount of, I like, I wish I could go back and just be like, I'd like 600 of these hours that I spent like trying to find exactly the right place to sit and like the perfect lighting in which to have my coffee because it was part of the process. It's like, uh, gone. Yeah. Not part of the picture as much. Some guy had a quote that was like, I think I would have been Mozart if I could have just found the right place to sit down. And I'm like, yeah, that's very much. Me too. How I- I'm always searching for this scenario, this office, this dream space that clearly does not yeah, exist. No. No. So I, as somebody who like will have a desk, will have an office and then we'll just like write on a couch, like awkwardly crouched and like with my laptop, like on my knees and like the most horrible posture imaginable. Like, yep. But then I'm mad when I it's like, OK, you haven't used this office in over a year. Let's put the baby in. There. I'm like, no, because what if what if tomorrow I'm different? And it's like, no, no. Historically, you have not been different yep, tomorrow. No, that space is now the babies. Yeah. Uh, and what were your hours like? That old like, Douglas Adams quote about deadlines was like, I love deadlines. I love the whooshing noise they make as they fly by. Yes. Um, but I would always cut it really close. It'd be like 3 p.m., which is like when the copy desk is starting to get anxious about like, where where's this thing that you said was coming? And I'd be like, it's almost there. And it'd be like four. And I'd be like, it's almost there. And then my editor's like, I have a work-life balance. I'm getting off at five. Where's your thing? And I'd be like squeaking it in now. And now I'm just like... After five, once we no longer have childcare, Steve and I are juggling the baby back and forth yeah. and until bedtime, after which I can work again. So I, too, now have a work-life balance. <laughs> um, I also wake up way earlier because she likes to wake up at 6.30 no matter what I want Doesn't to matter. do. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But do you um, feel like you can work at night after you put Emma to bed? I 
I can, but I don't want to. I'm like, right. no, now is my time to play Dominion online. Um, I got to play my online card game, my pastimes. I got to have my pastimes. I, my joke was that like when I'm not writing, I enjoy relaxing by writing. Um, but now I'm like when I'm not writing, I'm like hanging out with the baby. So I'm like, that's right. Very you, active. I used to be like, I've got like three projects at all times. And now I'm like, I have at most two projects. I've said this before, but I return to it all the time. But the one thing I never factored in becoming a parent was spending time with my child. <laughs> yeah, Or like that I would want to spend time. Yes. Like I, I'm like, oh, but like, you know, like she'll be taken care of. I'm like, no, but like I would like to be the one doing the taking care. Yes. I would like to like, if I have an extra hour, I could spend it like, staring into space hoping an idea will form or I could spend it flipping her upside down and saying you're a bat and like <laughs> I would like to do the second thing um you know you also do the the Q&A yeah. advice <laughs> yes. for the Washington Post and it's it's mostly good-hearted yeah it's mostly like humorous stuff my jokes. readers are here to talk about bananas and every week we'll talk about <laughs> bananas and like yeah it's just like it's been going for so long like i forget what the original like raison d'etre for it was and now like the little subhead is like talk to alexandra and tell her your jokes and so people are always like we've got some jokes for you and i'm like great i love to hear jokes yeah, there's a lot of jokes <laughs> and sometimes like you'll get just like a mean comment i'm like i have no idea how to respond to this and somebody sent it like two days ago so they're probably not even here like anxiously awaiting a response to like you like, you know, I'm glad that your colleagues were fired sort of arguments. Oh, nice. And I'm like, what? Uh, but yeah, mostly it's just like folks who are like, we're here during one of those times when you're required to sit at your desk and stare at your computer. And <laughs> we are going to send you banana information. Yeah, that's what you want. You want banana information. Um, did Rush Limbaugh actually describe you as Bitchy. He's got me as B.I. Itchy. Yes. B.I. Itchy. Yeah, yeah. On the radio back in the day. It was like my first experience with like, oh, getting all these weird phone calls from like what, what sound like very elderly people who are very, very upset uh, about what you have going on. Sure. I forget. I think it might have been B.I. Itchy writer or B.I. Itchy woman writer. I, it's all a blur B. now. B.I. Itchy. Yeah. I love it. I mean, but... really fantastic. Uh, and you were on Jeopardy. Yes. You made what was described as the worst final Jeopardy wager of all time. Yes. I decided I could easily research this, but I decided not to oh. because I want to know what that means. Oh, so that meant that the people ahead of me were tied for first. So what I should have wagered was nothing because they had to go all in, presumably. Instead, I'm like, this is a category I feel like I'll know. I'm going to wager everything. And you so, want, you've still had your eye on the prize. Well, but... <laughs> I didn't have my eye on the game theory. It was not time for some game theory with me, and I was not prepared. Yeah, I feel like all the champs now are so cool and awesome. Like, we've had a really great run of champs lately. Oh, yeah. yeah like, all yeah, the Jeopardy yeah. masters. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like what you did was aspirational. I can do it. I'm a, I'm a glass half full type, type gal. Yeah. So your, your recent book, but you just finished a book tour for it fairly recently. Yeah. It is First of all, very funny, but it's also, I mean, the amount of research and different genres and different voices that you are satirizing within the, your U.S. history, important American documents I made up is to me astounding. I mean, that's a book I feel like you could only write pre-parented. <laughs> well, a part of me is like, I would like to do a sequel if people are interested. But another part of me is like, you and what, what time? <laughs> but no, I think I'm still reading. Like whenever I'm like, I'm 
going to stop reading because I'm too busy, that I'm like, why can't I write anymore? It's like the two are really, really I totally agree. So I'm always like, I have no ideas. Like, I just, I'm out of ideas. I'm finally done. And then it's like, have you read a book in like the past month? And the answer is like, no, I haven't. And then it's like, suddenly I have every idea and like without fail. So I feel like because I will always want to continue to read in theory, like the inputs could still be there. And like a lot of them were like, I'd never gotten around to reading The Jungle until I was like, I want to see what The Jungle is all about. Or like yeah. Our American Cousin. You know, I want to know what Abraham Lincoln experienced in his final moments. And it turns out a lot of puns. Just a lot of puns. A lot of puns. Yeah. My favorite one is like, you know, why are sailors always weighing anchor? Why don't they write down the weight of the anchor and carry it around with them? So dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Dad jokes I, of the past. I love it. But <laughs> literally the line during which, like, Booth timed this because this is the biggest laugh line was, you sock dologizing old man trap. Huge <laughs> laugh, apparently. So huge that you can shoot the president and the laughter will cover it. Like, many reasons the 19th century That's was not optimal. That's what I aspire to as a comedian. Yeah. A laugh so big, a so big. you can shoot a president during it. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> here first. I feel like the, the 19th century, like, non-optimal to live in for many reasons and, like, the jokes, you know, among among those reasons. You know, as a uh, new parent and a writer, are you thinking about, like, I want to write some humorous parenting pieces. I want to, you know, there's a lot of advice books out that I feel like are rife for, yeah. I don't know, rife I, for the humor. All I ever want to talk about these days I'll be out at like an adult party with like adults who have adult interests and I'll just be like, hey, I've got a baby and I got pictures of the baby and I'm going to show them to you. And then I'll be like, and like, do you want to hear like granular detail about like exactly what she's drinking and eating and saying? And it's like, no, they don't. They're adults. They're at an adult party with adult interests. So I'm always like trying to calibrate somehow. And it's always impossible because I'm like inside my brain yeah. yet knowing I know how interested I am in other people's babies. And it's sure. like, politely. It's not like overwhelmingly. Yeah. Like, even if it's a really good baby, even if I'm like, I've been rooting for you since birth, baby. I'm not like, I have a boundless appetite for tales of right, this exactly. baby. How many ounces of milk did that baby drink? Yeah. But with me, I'm like, no, but like when I say it, it's interesting because we all know how it's, good this it's is. It's your experience. And I'm yeah. just like, but I know that this is incorrect. And yet it has not stopped me. So I'm just like, I need to calibrate somehow. If I ever were to try to write about it, I'm like, I got to like... You know, no more than one or two things, like, annually, maybe, about this baby, because otherwise the, the floodgates will open. But then I'm also like, what if later she's like, why wasn't I featured more prominently on your socials? Where was I? I could have been, a, I could have been an influencer. Yeah, no, exactly. Mom, would have just given me a leg up. Yeah, no. Right? So, so I'm like... I've never thought about it there's, that way. There's so many different ways it can go. And I feel like everyone's like, everyone's making the best choice and like, whatever. Everyone's trying to do their yeah. best. But like, anytime I go to the playground, A, it's like super fun because you get to like see a good baby and be like, hello, baby. Uh, <laughs> greetings, comrade baby. And like, the babies get to like meet and interact. But also like, everything the parents say is invariably I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing it wrong. I didn't oh, realize I was doing it wrong oh, yeah. until I came. And they're like, are you doing like the little Mozart class? And I'm like, they're like, yeah, which little Mozart class are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing no little Mozart class. So I every time I come We're back from the Stravinsky. playground. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I, I have like, I'm frantically Googling like 16 things. Like, 
between my like husband and myself, I'm like, I think we're expecting. He like went out and read three books. He read up to the toddler years. He's like fully covered. Like he's already seen all the spoilers from like what's coming down the pike. And I'm the person like frantically Googling like, okay, like at 15 months, like should my baby have a social circle? Like, you know, like just like on the fly Googling like all of the parenting stuff. It's so hard. And also, can I just say, people lie. I think they cut <laughs> away all the fuzzy edges. Yeah. And they say these things. And then you go to their baby Mozart class with them, with the baby. And you know what? That baby hates it. Yeah. Screams through the whole thing. If it could speak, it would be like, this sucks. Yeah. Fuck Amadeus. So Roll the- <laughs> over, Beethoven. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, there you go. And I feel like with parenting, they also, like, they keep, like, for 30 years, they'll be like, absolutely babies must sleep on stomachs. And then they're like, no sleeping on stomachs. But they do it just in time for you to have kids. So your parents can be like, no, I'm pretty sure what you're doing is deadly. Just out of malice, I feel. Um, Because like the in-laws were just like, we know that the way you're putting the baby down is incorrect. And like, she should have a loose blanket. We're like, we know that the way we're putting her down is right. And no loose blankets. No loose blankets. They just changed the guidelines just like seconds before (laughs) before we had, yeah. No, I think, I mean, if we followed all those guidelines perfectly, your baby would be sleeping naked on a straw, blanketless mattress, yeah. some sort of um, natural fiber, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Although I don't like this trend where like all the baby stuff is like muted, like sort of grays and like beiges. Like, no. have you noticed how like all the like nurseries are like, but what if we didn't print this in color? What if it was just like grayscale? And it's like, but it's a baby. It's baby. Give the baby some colors. Yeah, let's have some neon yellow. Let's yeah. have a blue that is a little hard on my eyes. Yeah. No, yeah. like what happened to like the, the bold <laughs> colors? I feel like all the babies, like you go there and it's like, oh, like this baby is like into elegant minimalism. And it's like, babies shouldn't be into <laughs> elegant minimalism. Like, where's the Rococo nonsense? But I totally agree. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alexandra, for uh, stopping in on your way back to D.C. and talking about your amazing, amazing foray into motherhood. (laughs) Follow her. Get her new book. It makes you feel smarter while laughing, (laughs) which I know sounds ridiculous, but it's called Alexandra Petri's U.S. History, Important American Documents I Made Up. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. And you know what? I've done a lot of talking. I want to hear from you. Any summer stories you want to share? The good, the bad, the wins, the losses. We know you've got a good one about sunblock or firecrackers. (laughs) So leave us a voice memo. You can figure out how by going to our website, parentingisajokepod.com. There are instructions. Or if you just want to email it, yeah, do that. Send it to info at prettygoodfriends.com. And we will feature it on our Substack, which is also at Parenting is a Joke on Substack. Hey, speaking of subscribing, subscribe to this. Yeah, subscribe to this podcast. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it. And once again, thank you so much for these great new reviews. It's awesome to read. Ah, so good to hear from you. For all updates, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook at Parenting is a Joke and on Twitter at Parenting Joke. In July, you can find me at Just for Laughs in Montreal at the end of the month, the 26th through the 29th. And looking forward to August, if you are in Burlington, Vermont, I will be at the Vermont Comedy Club on August 4th. Hey, if you are in Indiana, what? Yeah, I'm at one of the best comedy clubs in the country, the Comedy Addict in Bloomington, Indiana, on August 11th and 12th. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our game writer is Emily Winter. Our theme song and music is by Adira Amram and The Experience. Thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox. 
And we'll leave you with the future of America celebrating July 4th. A one, two, three, four. Oh, Canada, our home oh, and native land. By the dawn does lie. What so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming. Oh, The bumblebusting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was there with glowing hearts for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Hearts. We okay, that's the end. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.